Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Right here. Aisha Tyler. The Tribe Called Quest. Fred Armisen. Fritz Paul. Javier Munoz, Seth Meyers. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lotus. Hi, we're Haim, and you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Talk House Podcast. I'm Josh Modell, and I am thrilled this week to not be alone. I have my old friend and co-host, Elia Einhorn, on the line with me today. Hey, Elia. Josh, great to be back, man. I've missed you. Aww. I have missed the Talk House audience. What's up, everybody? They have missed your enthusiasm as well. But the reason <laughs> that you're back is because this week's episode features a pair of incredible musicians who are part of a Sun Ra tribute record that you are a co-producer on. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I have been a longtime fan of Sun Ra. And when I say fan, what I mean is secretly obsessed. <laughs> I've made the pilgrimage to his home in Philadelphia. Huh? And I have, of course, a massive vinyl collection and all the books about him. And I was approached by the sort of iconic fundraising via music organization Red Hot right. about a year and a half ago to come on as a producer for Red Hot and Ra a series that they were launching, and man, I got sucked right in. I bet. I got sucked right in. <laughs> well, give people like the Tencent biography of Sun Ra for people who don't know who he is. Sure. I mean, I think historically he's been viewed as an outsider artist. Now I think with the rise of appreciation of his artistry and his role as sort of the father of Afrofuturism, he's gained a lot more respect in the mainstream. We see him getting name-checked in Lana Del Rey records and, hmm. you know, Patti Smith is covering him, but he really is an absolute jazz innovator who firmly placed himself in the cosmic jazz realm. He used a lot of cacophony. He would often perform with a band that was easily 30 people strong, and he right. would switch between avant-garde music and old jazz standards in the same set, back to back. He was all over the place. He was also a poet and a philosopher who published and distributed tracts about his beliefs. Mm. He was a multi-hyphenate man, <laughs> as we like to say on the TalkHouse podcast. That's right. And I should say, I think our listeners might know him best as the composer behind and star of Space is the Place, the iconic film that stars Sun Ra and centers a lot of his cosmic philosophy. Yeah, kind of a cool place to start if you're not familiar, right? Watch Space is the Place. Oh man, absolutely. So volume one of Red Hot and Ra is called Nuclear War. And we have two of the artists that are appearing on that compilation on today's TalkHouse episode, chatting with each other, Georgia Ann Muldrow. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about Georgia? Absolutely. Georgia Ann Muldrow is, I think, one of the most exciting artists working today. She works under a few different names. One is her own. My favorite work of hers is under the name Jyoti. And that's a sort of spiritual jazz project that she's done for a number of years. Georgia does this amazing thing where she plays all of the instruments in Gioti. So all the instruments that the band is playing by using MIDI. So in the box, as musicians would say, you know, she's doing all the parts herself. You'd have no idea. You'd think it was the hottest band playing live. Ah. It's incredible. And our other guest today is Angel Bat Dawid, another uh, Chicagoan like us. Like us, Angel Bat Dawid is a veritable jazz force. Angel is a clarinetist, a band leader, a singer, a songwriter, and someone who really tackles the bigger picture a lot of the time in a very 
powerful, sometimes intentionally confrontational way. She has really been a powerful force for taking on racism in the industry. Should we check out a little bit of her kind of mega contribution to this thing? She does like a three-part suite that covers cosmic bypass, nuclear war, and kiss your ass goodbye. Yes. Let's play a clip of Nuclear War, which does interpolate Sun Ra's iconic track, Nuclear War, but very much her own take on it. And she's written a lot to accompany his own piece. Which Sun Ra track did Georgia tackle for the comp? She interpolates the song Nuclear War, but only gently. She really brings her own track to it, and she calls that Nukes Blues. What a So, Elia, I know you've listened to this. It's a super fun, interesting talk that they do chat a lot about Sun Ra, but they kind of go all over the place. And it sounds like they are having an amazing time talking. They really are. You know, they get into a lot. Yes, Sun Ra, but also growing up religious and the connection that they draw between Sun Ra's teachings and the Bible. Yeah, it's a fascinating chat. And like I said, sounds like they are having so much fun. Let's check it out. Let's do it. I really like your background. Did you do all of that? Yeah, the whole room is an installation I'm working on. Uh, you guys been working on this for a while. This whole space is made from scratch, you know? Mm-hmm. This is the upper room. Oh, wow. So this is the attic of mm-hmm. our family's house. It wasn't a room before. So everything, you know, that got built, it's like I, I knew I wanted it to be kind of like... The upper room? Yeah. And I want to have... Like, kind of like clay walls kind of thing. Because, like, you know, the girls, like, you know, the sisters paint the on their house. And I always dreamed of that. And um, since a teenager, I used to, like, really make my room a piece. Yeah. It reminds me of a nest, like nesting. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I got to, like, rearrange things and nest. And then I can sit down and, and, and do what I do. You know, which yeah. birds do. And, like, I think it's, like, natural. And animals mm-hmm. and even human beings, like... Yeah. A few months before yeah. the babies do, they start yeah. cleaning the house and come getting, on and you know making things in order for the new arrival. I'm in the nesting period right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. And what you think bring you into that nesting place? Anytime I have like a project and then I'm done with it, and then I have to reassess my life afterwards. I have to re nest. 
Mm. You know, I have to re-nest things and because there's more information and things shift yeah. and change. I got to, the regular everyday mode that I had before, I got to change that to something new. Oh, and yeah. Sometimes, like, I've had the habit over the years of, of neglecting that I need that type of space. Come on. And so since, like, the pandemic, which made me slow down quite a lot. I started realizing that that was the most important thing to do over any project, over any email. Because oh, if I'm not right, ain't going to be nothing there. It ain't, it ain't I don't have my wellness. <laughs> I'm not finna do stuff on E. Like we, we, we care more about our cell phones. You know, like when people, when that cell phone's on that negative red, people be like, oh my gosh. My cell phone look like, look like Bruce Lee in miniature. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> that thing that got beat up too. Why? Why? When I said that, the Google Assistant was like, "How can I help?" You know what? She get on my damn nerves when nobody talking to it. <laughs> when nobody, I don't need your help. Oh. I, I, used to, you know, I used to have an Android phone, and she would come on all the time. I'd be like, I'm okay with doing stuff myself. And then she would always override. I'm like, let me <laughs> continually do it. I'm good, AI. I don't need you. <laughs> That's why I always say. The robots work for us, not the other way around. That's absolutely right. They do my bidding. <laughs> the main computer is our brain. Right. You know? And nothing's more advanced than that. How are you going to tell me you smartphone? I made you. <laughs> How you gonna tell me you how you gonna tell me you smarter than me when I made you? Like go away. Or like a phone is like a phone that holds right. numbers, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's gonna be based off of the input, you know. That's why you got so many spyware cookies for marketing yep. people so that they can know how to sell you stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to straight how can they get to you earlier? to sell you something and it's interesting how the ad agencies they crazier than the federal building they really are they want to hold the whole marketing i mean television and everything had nothing to do with art the art was supposed to be to help sell the product that's it i i i want to sell you something (laughs) here's another thing and you should think they want to sell us are racist You know, it's usually just tell us it's steeped in racism, misogyny, and a whole bunch of stuff that everybody hates. Yeah, huh? Stuck in it. We stuck in it. Stuck in it. You know, nuclear war. Like, okay, I guess we have to talk about nuclear. I guess we do, huh? We actually do. Uh, So, yeah. So, okay, this is what I want to ask you. When did you first hear about Sunrise and like? What did it do to you? <laughs> the first time I heard about Sunrise, I was in high school, you know, a misfit in high school. And this is back when people used to buy CDs. <laughs> I still got CDs. <laughs> and I was at the warehouse. And I always like to go look in the bargain bin. Because you can walk out of there with more music. Yeah. Them dollar CDs. Yeah. And that's how Sun Ra found me. Mm. And it was one of his last recordings. It was like, uh, you know, recorded in 93. Mm. And it's still my favorite era of Sun Ra. Because that's the first one I heard. But 
he was just ill like by that time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I remember it was just him against a white background. He had on his purple sequin joint. Come on. He had a purple beard. Yeah. He had the beanie joint with the chain. Come on, the flyness. He was he was too fly to to he deny. I, and I remember it was just like sunrise, you know, sunrise. I was like, oh yeah, 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 this coming with me. And the other group I found out about the same day was Bad Brains. Wow. So Bad Brains <laughs> and Sunrise. What a musical day. <laughs> My life changed, man. I mean, just, I don't even know the actual CD I was hoping to get. I was so enamored with that. And I remember going like, Mama, you got to hit it. Because it was like the most funk version of Love in Outer Space. You know. They went in. Yeah. <laughs> They went in. I couldn't get enough by then, right. you know, but it took a long time. Like, cause like I tell you, I was just bargain bin surfing. Right. Not a lot of people was into Sunrise around me. My dad's very straight ahead, you know what I'm saying? Right. Chicago guitarist. Like, no. No, I don't got no priest. No, we ain't doing it. Right. West Montgomery is gone. Like, <laughs> Right. You already yeah. know. Yeah, I see. Thug okay. on that thug stuff. I listen to West Montgomery. Thug. You're right, right. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, very musical father. My dad don't play instruments, but he's very musical. You know what? My my dad was musical, but he was a thug. But um, I remember showing people the CD, like all the people, like my mom. I'd be mm-hmm. like, Mom, Sunrise. She's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know about this man? <laughs> He'd be like, talking about timing and stuff. Like, man, that stuff messed me up for life. Mm-hmm. How'd you learn about Sun Ra? And, and how did he mess you up for life? Mine started because my, my dad is a big, he, my dad's a minister, but he always yeah. really great listening palette like yeah. he's not a musician but my dad loved music so there's yeah. every kind of cd around my house but he one time brought home it was on vhs space is the place Ooh. and we watched it i was like maybe like 13 or 14 oh, and no. i was like what 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 is this like i had never heard music like that i'd never yeah. seen it and then so we watched my movie my dad tells me this story about how he met sunrise that Ooh. he took my mother him to it was like around the same age time you talking about like yeah. right before he transitioned there was yeah. like a, and we lived in Louisville Kentucky so I guess he took my mom to a concert to some rock concert Ooh. and um after the show my dad talked to him and they like talked for like three four hours or something yes! talk, and the, so my dad's like a, a bible scholar so I can <laughs> yeah. they were sitting there on the and every time I think about this story I'm like where was I I was at home so I'm like, yeah. just thinking of the proximity of how close I was to Sun Ra, like my dad's at a concert talking about the Bible and all that kind of stuff with oh Sun Ra. And then he, they even exchanged numbers. I think my dad was like calling him every oh. now and again. And he called him. He said he couldn't, he didn't pick up because then he had learned that he had transitioned because he had yeah. went to a record store. And there, I guess there was another white guy who was there with them talking. And my dad saw that he was mm. working at the record store. And he was like, yo, what's up with the elder? 
And the guy's like, oh, he passed away. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's probably why he hadn't called him back. We're like, you know, my dad has like all them kind of like Forrest Gump stories. That's what we call him. Oh, that's blessed. I was just wondering though, like, <laughs> what if he said, oh yeah, I got like, you know, four kids. I got a daughter and she's just learning yeah. clarinet. She's like, what if my dad had shared like information about me to sunrise? So stuff oh, that I think yeah. right here I am like, so, you know, yeah. his music messed me up. I ain't been the same <laughs> shit. I ain't been the same shit. He's literally with me. I, I, you know, I, I believe in the paranormal and all that kind of stuff because, mm. you know, somewhere I believed in all that kind of like, you know, ancestrals, all that kind of stuff. He sees it all the time. I'd be feeling him with me sometimes. Like, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when I play, I'd be feeling, I'd be like, teach me something. Oh. And he'll show me. Okay. Okay. Like this whole nuclear war thing that we did, you know. Okay. I think like the second time that I really I saw Erica Badu do nuclear war at a concert. Mm. It was like one of the best concerts I ever went to. It was Erica, Nerd, and Janelle Monet. Before Janelle Monet was big, <laughs> it was like the best concert I ever went to in my life. And That's I remember awesome. Erica did nuclear war, and I was like, "This is a song." Oh, she's into all that, right? Yeah. Hey, this is Josh Modell, host of the TalkHouse podcast. We love it when musicians come on the show and talk about process, and often they'll get into the nuts and bolts of being a working artist, which can sometimes be fun and sometimes feel more like a business. Well, this episode of TalkHouse is brought to you by DistroKid, which is an amazing service for musicians looking to get their songs out into the world in an incredibly smart and cost-effective way. For the past decade plus, DistroKid has made it easy to get your music on all the streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Instagram, and more. You keep 100% of your earnings minus a flat yearly fee, which is a better deal than you'll find anywhere else. More than a million artists use DistroKid, and the latest version of their app is better than ever. It includes features that make it easy to see your account details, including the money you've earned, as well as to seamlessly edit things like lyrics and metadata across platforms. There's even a feature called Instant Share, which allows you to easily share files with your bandmates, booking agent, playlist curators, and more. DistroLock allows you to protect your songs. DistroKid users get a YouTube official artist channel, too. The list goes on. The DistroKid app is available on iOS and Android. Go check it out today. Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. A story of moral panic, grassroots activism, and an unstoppable music community that fought for its freedom. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Let's jump into it. The last dream you had with some ride in it, what happened? I have had visions. <laughs> I definitely, they've been like, especially in performance. Yeah. Okay. So it happens to you during performance. Okay. A lot. Yeah. A lot. You walk when you were when, when he first last showed up. Preach on that. Okay. Yeah, it ha- it's happening a lot. But one time in particular, I literally felt like my hands were not moving as someone else's hands were. <laughs> like I was on the keys, and all of a sudden, I was just like, I'm not moving my hand. Like, I can't really explain it, but it really yeah. felt like that. And then I knew where to go. Yeah. Different places. And then I yeah. always feel like 
he's always telling me, you you do. Oh, this is where he really get me in business. Ooh, come on, come on, come really on. He be like, I be going like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. Who cares? They're my friends. And somewhere I'll be tapping me on the shoulder. What about the business, Angel? What about the business? What about the business? <laughs> what about the business? No, don't sign up. Be, mm, 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 don't, you know, because that's where they always get us. Yeah. Our creativity is nothing. Yeah. It's just they always get us on the business yeah. side. That's why he had his own record label. That's why he was yeah. all about his publishing. That's why he was all about his stuff. Come on. You know, I was going to do this project uh, with Sun Ra with, with the children that I have. And it was yeah. this small, it was these two guys. They were really nice, but they did not have their business in order. And they were with this other like company and they had no contracts and stuff. And I'm sitting here getting these kids and stuff. And I was like, Angel, just yeah. let it go. It's such a great project. So I'm like this. Where the contract, <laughs> Angel? What's going on? I ended up not doing the project with them. Yeah. And then guess what happened? This red hot showed up like at the exact same time. I know. He know he's he's all on this project. And then I got the kids on this in the right way. He haunted you. He was Man. like, Hello, Georgia. Yeah, I know you want this beanie. <laughs> Come on, take me home right now. This is all your vibe, all your flavor. <laughs> what about you? I mean, my last dream was sunrise. It was the night before y'all hit me about this podcast. Mm. He was like sitting in this nice cove, like it was all types of house plans. Sitting on the futon on the floor, like real meditative, mm. real beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was like it kind of had the colorways of this, this, mm-hmm. except way more plants. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was decked out. He was like, hi, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the next thing he said was, <laughs> and this come back to master, right? Right. He looked at me, he said, Yahweh Adonai. <laughs> He said Yahweh Adonai. He said Yahweh Adonai. He said Yahweh Adonai. This is so, man, Georgia, you really tapped in. Oh, no, he's my friend. And I love that you love the Bible, too, because I think a lot of the times people get it twisted about Sunra a little bit. Right. And he's actually a master apostle in my my message, he's a master Ooh. apostle. Yeah. As far as altered destiny and all that, he's talking about Christhood, you know, period. I'm reading his biography. They said he was a he studied about in fact when he lived there in Chicago, he yeah. made all these tracks and would go out to Washington Park, which which was crazy. Like I, I lived over in that area and I performed in that area and marinated. Wow. Like this man was handing out pamphlets on con- on you know the scriptures. Yeah. You know, yeah. they would get together, and that's in the music that yeah. came out of those builds. Trying to tell you, like he not oh, playing, he was not playing joyful noise as a working system of music. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a way to play it, and there's a criteria for playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like it's it's so deep because, like, at this point where I'm at right now, it's like you know. I completely understand when he's like, you know, you could be a bad cat, but you can't play this music. Woo! Yeah. He's talking about your heart posture, your heart yeah. placement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, your intent, your level of earnestness, you know. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How to to open up in earnest, right? Right. To make contact with heaven. 
you know, isotope teleportation. That means, you know, the variance, right? Like we all are made of the same chemical compounds and all that, right? But from person to person, that's when the isotope, you know, that's when that kick in the different mm-hmm. levels of mineral activity in one person to another mm-hmm. and, and how those things equate to Christhood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this world is not my home. You That's know, you're Alex a new person, said. you the altered destiny, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you could look at it as like, you know, alteration and stuff, but it's also the altar, you know, Ooh. you know, come on, it's the altar call. Ooh, it's know? the altar call. And, and, uh, the more, you know, the more I study, the more I, like, I see him. <laughs> you know it's very weird. I have my Bible and, like, all these sunrise records. Girl, let me I see have. your Bible. I'm going to get my Bible, too. I got a lot of Bibles. Uh, this one oh, I like. Is a, this is a Jerusalem Bible. Oh, Jer- it's so pretty. It's a Jerusalem Bible. I got a lot of Bibles, though. But this one I like I because the like. translation, they use Yahweh. Whenever yeah. they say Lord in here. And the yeah. people who translated it are some of the people. I think J.R. Tolkien is somebody, you know, like one of them is like one of the translators. It's a kind of a mysterious text. Like I've been trying to get more research on where it came from, but oh. it's circulating. You got to send me a link to that. I'd love to get one of them. Yeah. I got just the cute little King Jack. Oh, yeah. Not with the KJV. That's the most coded yeah. one. I know people got all sorts of ideas. I know it's loaded about the Bible, but like. When it came to like just my beliefs and maneuvering in this this situation, I ain't going nowhere without that. Yes. Y'all think I I'm about to go up in this and not be prayed up and read up? Bye. I'm not doing it. It's real deep because people be trying to say that ain't where it's at. And I'd be like, listen, if you want to have a conversation about neuromelanin without Christ, enjoy yourself. It's like, <laughs> how you going to feel everything? How are you going to be able to 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 perceive all this data finally to no end, like, like for no purpose? It's not even about religion or anything. It's about no. like, this thing right here is powerful. Come and, on. And Sun Ra studied it a lot. And then what oh, I wow. did, I, so like the reason why I say Angel Badawi, daughter of David, is because that. David was one I of the best. I love that. I love that. Listen, he's the baddest musician. I didn't know Daughter of David, though. Yes. (laughs) It's even for Daughter of David because he was bad. He was a musician. He wrote the biggest songbook in the world. We still sing it. The Lord is my shepherd. Come on, there's some bad lyrics. So so I've been trying to study David as a composer. And I was like, it's the Psalms, right? That just means songs. So I literally sang all of them, like in my little, I sang them all. And and what I know about ancient eastern music composition mm-hmm. that, that was how people traveled okay come on they didn't travel looking down looking at the rows they traveled looking come on. stars. so how you know to go from each star you they would sing a song by the time you got to the end of that song you was at the next come star come so on I knew now. when i started reading that and i sang through all of them that i was going to be in a different mm-hmm. destiny when i was done and i was i was in a whole different mm-hmm. frame the thinking after singing it i know that's right and then I'm just like, well, let me sing it in Hebrew in the original tongue. So I've been trying to do that. You know, learn Come on Hebrew. now. Come on. My, my with father that. reads the Bible. My father is a poly guy. He reads Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. You yeah. got to speak the language every day. And mm-hmm. all Greek, he's reading in Greek. I'm hearing all that. Yeah. So I'm hearing a whole different thing with the yeah. word that's not okay. through some white man's language. And it's powerful. It's, it's, it's so powerful. 
Oh, I love that. I mean, he's a level girl. Of course. <laughs> I've read a lot of texts. I have a lot of spiritual texts, but I ain't gonna lie that one. I ain't gonna lie to you. Right. I mean, I think it's what's got our people through the very thing that was used to kind of like oppressed us. That was actually the most comforting thing we could have. And yeah. all this black music that we have came from Bible believing people. I don't care what nobody yeah. say, but the spirituals, all of Come this on. music, the black music, hip hop, gospel, everything came from the spirituals, which I've been Come studying. On. Come on. Because I grew up in the, I was born in the South. I was born in Georgia. My dad would take us to these churches where there was no instruments. It was just like hand clapping and feet stomping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there would be, you know, the gifts. Moments, that's the gift. Moments at church, wait, no, ain't no dry eye. We all are like wailing and weeping, everybody. Yeah. And we get to that point that that's indescribable. That's music. That's music. That's music. It's interesting, though, that you saw a vision of Sunrise and he said, Yahweh, I don't know. That's, oh, yes, he did. That's a conversation to me about some things. Oh, it is, right? Because before we started really getting to the conversation, right, when we talk about mastering audio or the master bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. to me, the word master signifies a sovereign awareness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's only one master. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the Lord of Lords. That's it. You know, and we all know who that is. You see what I'm saying? And in and, and, and like an Adonai means master, right? Yeah. You know, Ooh. the Lord, you know. So but, my life is in service to a deeper relationship with God, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think from that place, you know, that could kind of explain the affront we have to that word, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, all the master teachers or whatever, but there ain't no mm-hmm. human that's a master. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you have to know mm-hmm. everything to be a master. You have to know everything. You have to be everywhere. Mm-mm. I don't know nobody like that. Come on now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I have a. So I think about that about mastery, right? It's like that's mastery, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think also, you know, the thing that Sunra kind of touches my heart about is his expectation of what Christhood brings about. That's some real X-Men outcome stuff. That's not just like, uh, you know, oh, my bills got paid on time. Yeah. Um, and I think Sunrise helps me to dream way bigger, to mm-hmm. expect more from God within mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I have the expectation of, you know, poets being able to walk through walls. Because you think about David and his code of conduct, you know, he wasn't perfect. But his love for God was perfect and his intimacy with God was perfect. And he was able to do a whole lot of things. And I, I feel like that's what it's time for. And I feel like that's what, you know, Sunrise is really trying to get through to people. Mm-hmm. I really do. You know, he try- I just feel it in my spirit. He's really pushing black women. He's like, <laughs> I need the daughters to raise he, up. He wants he's on that. Us. He's on that. He's, he's on like, that. little girl, daughter, it's y'all's time. He's like, I'm tired of working with these men. I'm tired. I mean, wow. You, so you see, you you feel that. You see that. He is. This is like the information. And then like the young girl I have on this Nuclear War album, she's my student. Yeah. And she her her mother is in my band as well. And so this little Ooh. girl, uh, little Raina Golden, she's only 13. But I've, been, I've been teaching her since she was seven. And she's so profound. Like, 
She so she has perfect pitch. She can read and write music. Her mind is just like we had this rehearsal with her mother and all the singers, and we started talking about Sun Ra. And out of nowhere, she says, "And he's here right now." Yeah. We all looked at her like, "What you mean he's here right now?" She's like, "He's here right now." She's a little oh, girl. So she got a lot of soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you're and right now. Doing this project on a little boy and little girl, both same age, both perfect pitch. Da, 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 da. I was like, Come I on. gotta have them on. I gotta have the children because they are the future. Come Us, on, they know they, doing they, they, Yes, we are doing cold stuff and everything, but it ain't nothing about what they about to do. They blow my mind. I'm like, where did y'all come from? <laughs> that's why I want to start this school. Like, you know, that's my ultimate yeah. goal. Like, I like performing and all that. That's cute. Making albums, that's cute. But you I know already know. You already know. You it know ain't it sustainable. And this this you system here, oh, it, it's turning me. It, I see if I say, say this, it's going to turn me into a person that's going to be, you know, not good. I don't like yelling and screaming at people. Come on, your sweetness is everything. I want to be in a place of peace. They be clowning. You know how it is in the music business. <laughs> and y'all making me look, it's so gas of gas. Like you making me look like I'm going off, but you sitting here energetically being so racist. You and you yeah. sitting doing all this energetic stuff that yeah, yeah. I'm reacting to it justly. I know I am. Oh, yeah. yes, you are. Sunrise, this ain't sustainable. Yeah. Okay, so no, I mean school, so school sounds sustainable. I was like we need an education center. Absolutely. For absolutely. our community. Because even in the, you know, where people go to be successful musicians or quote unquote that, right? Well, they're teaching something that we predate. Mm-hmm. And because where we're coming from is something where it's an integrated, like how does this information help me now? Mm-hmm. It needs to be something that helps you now. It needs to be integrated with living. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Psalms of David, all that, like about music, about mm-hmm. writing, about space, mm-hmm. right? Like space is the place. Yeah. You know, like I feel like if rhythmic theory had a, a whole unit on space, people would play different stuff. They'd write yeah. different stuff. Yeah. If, if you knew how to read space first Ooh. instead of pulse first, you'd be a you you'd be composing completely different. Yeah. It's all about space. It's a process. Yeah. It's a process. You it's know, a process. giving yourself space to be mm-hmm. resident. You know, that we are resonant beings and stuff. Like, that's the kind of stuff that needs to be in music theory. You know, Absolutely. the kind of the thing where they can walk outside and be in practice. That part. Instead of, I got to get home and practice. Yeah, I don't have to, like, oh, let me just go. Let me go here to the gym just 30 minutes a day. That's it. No, you should have a continual perpetual Come. feeling of health and wealth. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm strong. I've already had a man. I want to live to be at least 200, at least 200. Let's so then go. Come a, on. So when you go to the stairs, you ain't yeah. supposed to look at stairs like, oh, you're like, oh, no, I'm climbing up these stairs. Well, look Come how strong that's, that's my mentality because I'm finna be young oh, and yeah. all of this for a long time. I'm teaching the, from the babies. Remember when we was kids? We could just run around all, we would run everywhere. Remember as kids? We oh, never, yeah. <laughs> we was running everywhere. When did we stop that? Remember? Right. Running to in space, running to the stove, running to the stove, going on uh-huh. the monkey bars. I, I was attracted to these memories the other day. Yeah. I have a very vivid memory, and I can remember my childhood very vividly and remember how free I felt on the playground. <laughs> I was climbing, sliding out, things. He was running all in the grass, rolling in the grass. 
I'm like, Yo. I'm gonna do that one day. When did we stop that? When did that stop being unacceptable? That's all I'm saying. How old is your inner child, Angel? She about seven. Like, I think that's when I was. You know, my family and I moved to Africa when I was seven years old. Where'd y'all move to? We lived in Kenya. So we lived there for four years. So like wow. my pretty formative childhood years was in the motherland. And wow. I knew the difference when I came back. And I, I yes. never liked it. Yes, Africa has problems. But when I was in Africa, I was a little girl. When I was yeah. in America, I was a little black girl. That's right. And it was That's had right. a whole different context that I was not used to. And I never got used to it. Yeah, when you go to Africa young, like as a young person, and you get a chance to really spend time there, mm-hmm. when you come back here, you see something. Like it's, when you see that flag, when you see the American the flag. The Statue of Liberty eating the baby arm. <laughs> <laughs> America eats its young, yes. It's like you look at that flag and you go like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this don't look like the flags when we was traveling somewhere else. Like, yeah, you know, it's I went through so much. Yeah, he did racism. Like when I was reading this biography, it talked about how you know he's a pacifist and they was trying to draft him for the war, and he was like, "I'm not going. I don't believe in killing people now." And he had to plead his case in court. He lost friends. He was locked up. He went through a lot of mental health abuse during that time period, mm-hmm. and I'm like. You know, he went through it being a black man in America that he was like, oh, I'm getting out of this. And I know how to I read all these Masonic texts. I read all these Bible scriptures. There's a way to fold time into really, you know, like when when I when we're doing music, and I know you're the same way, Georgia. We're not sitting there just doing an album for for a record. Oh no. I know oh. that it it opens portals. Yeah. This music, you actually are destroying kingdoms. Yes. This can right. destroy all of this and we can rebuild yeah. a new system. I really yeah. am thinking that literally. Yeah, me too. And they be like, like, even this, all right, okay, you know, they got us on this, this podcast. They collect in these black stories because they fascinated with us and they think it's just entertainment. <laughs> but yeah. I don't look at it like that. I look at it as like, no, this isn't entertainment. I'm here to destroy all of this. I feel like this is a document of agreement between us. Yes. This is a document of agreement. Of you living long, strong, and healthy. Yes. I feel like it's a document of Sunrise Girls, <laughs> Bible Girls. Bible Girls. Even our conversations with one another, you know, we're composing. It's absolutely profound that you say that sound is capable of destroying kingdoms. I think that that's so profound. It's really deep. That's how they built the pyramids. That's all Sunrise was trying to say. Come on. Sound moves things. If Come on. People don't know it. Like, they think they got all these ne- nuclear weapons. Okay, speaking of nuclear war, right? Here we are, <laughs> where we got all these, like, five white dudes and two Asian and, and yeah. no black people in this holy number. There's a seven. Oh, can, no, no. There's the group of seven. All right. And this ain't no conspiracy. There is, but there's just seven nations that rule everything and they're all white. We got Russia, France, America. These are the people who make decisions. These are people, Tokyo, all them, they're the ones with the nukes, right? Uh So in the physical realm, we can't fight this. But because we read the Bible, you know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't. Okay. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's principalities over them and people who are in charge of them, right? And guess what? I'm not afraid of him. Exactly. Baby, we got God on our side. We got you God. Mean, I ain't scared of y'all. I don't care about your nuclear weapon. I'm going to sit Come up on. clarinet and destroy everything, every evil thing that you've done to my people. Hallelujah. It's it's done. 
Like we're not finna do this. I do not want another generation growing up in this. That's right. That's right, mama. So I don't got no nuclear weapons, but I do got the power of the most high. And I got I know how to play an instrument. You do though. And I know how to be intentional about that playing that instrument towards the White House and any other house that you think is good. For the house of the Lord. You're playing Only the, towards the house of the Lord is what you in doing. my father's house is many mansions. And check this out. They talk about nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you absolutely got a nuclear weapon. It's called the center of your joy. Ooh. Make okay. a joyful noise. Come on. And that's and it's funny because like Sun Ra went through that literally with the American army. Literally. That's, that's exactly went right. through like, I'm not gonna be in y'all's war. And I, I've heard quotes of him saying. In the book where he's like, if you teach me how to use your weapon, I will learn it. And then I will go and shoot you. Yeah. On weapon. He was gangster. He gangster. I think his generation too, like his music, musically, was not meant for that generation. No, he meant for us, I think. Because when I'm reading, it was us because guess what we have that they didn't have? We got a hip hop context. That's right. So like when we had that hip hop context, his music actually just made sense to us. Yeah. It was future music. It was music with this hip hop. Cause like he was using electronic instruments back then. They said he was obsessed with recording. He in the lab already. He's doing stuff we doing. That's (laughs) I also think too with the Bible, there's this nerdy quality of me because I always love cryptic texts and and mysteries, you know. And Sun Ra was all about studying the mysteries, you know. Like honestly, what we're in is a mystery school georgia the mystery school is an education system that comes to you mysteriously That's look at right. us we all these mysterious journeys with some yeah. rock now where did that come from it's a mystery That's right. you know he always talked about the myth mythology mysteries creating those stories i think that's where my creativity comes from it comes from storytelling i would and me and you would have been such good friends as children i already know it all i can say is that every time i heard like Sunrod talk. I felt like somebody understood me in the world. <laughs> That's so true. I felt like understood. Like, I mean, I was going through a time, I think when I was a young adult, I was like 20 years old. And I used to watch a Joyful Noise documentary over and over, back to back, mm-hmm. because that was the only voice that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Where he was coming from, it's like I understood it completely. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, that kind of stuff be predetermined, right? So it's like God pick you for that kind of stuff, you know? So I think with Sun Ra, it helped me to embrace my strangeness and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I always love that about when I heard Joe music for the first time, I came up just on his own mysteriously before even uh, Elia told me about you. It just came up and I was like, what? Oh, I feel better. <laughs> you know, I was like, I heard your music. I felt better. Yeah. Your, and, your music has the same effect. The exact oh. same effect. <laughs> you know? I love it. It's so good. I want to tell you just how refreshing this conversation has been with you. Just, just all the similar interests that we have, but at the same time, you're... Just that young lion in you. I just love it. I love that you st- you got that growl in you. And I pray that the grace of life, you know, continues to refine everything that you're doing. Mm. I really do wish you the, the greatest, you know, the greatest outcome, you know, that altered destiny becoming realer and realer for you. 
that you mm. can see it clear and clear, you know? Received in my solar plex and in my heart. They, they felt like a burst of energy just hearing you saying that. Thank you, because it's definitely much needed to hear those encouraging words. And thank you for your encouraging spirit. Thank you for your music and your lightness. Carry That's the faith, mama. Learning. It's the faith. Thanks for listening to the Talkhouse podcast. And thanks to my special co host, Elia Einhorn, as well as today's guests, Angel Bat Dawid and Georgia Ann Muldrow. If you liked what you heard, please follow TalkHouse on your favorite podcasting platform and check out all the goodness at TalkHouse.com. This episode was produced by Myron Kaplan and the TalkHouse theme is composed and performed by The Range. See you next time.